Welcome to our series, Alumni Conversations, where we sit down with alumni from our executive education programs to hear how their experience has had an impact. Today, Lori Spadaro, Director of the Master of Business Operational Excellence Program, sits down with Linda Richmond. Linda is responsible for directing and developing continuous improvement and operational excellence within the Western area of the United States Postal Service. Learn why Linda opted for a degree in operational excellence and how her experience has helped her as an engineer with over 34 years of experience. This conversation was recorded during a live event and includes a few questions for participating audience members. So welcome everybody. My name is Lori Spadaro and I'm the director of the MBOE program at Fisher and I'm a 2016 graduate of the MBOE program myself. And I'd like to um, introduce Linda Richmond. She's our special guest for this, this series today. And she is the headquarters and Western Area Master Black Belt for the United States Postal Service. So Linda, thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lori. I, I just, I'm excited to be here. And Alex, thanks for having this all organized. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So Linda, why don't we start off, tell us a little bit about, well, everybody knows about the United States Postal Service, but maybe tell us about your current position or your role in the organization and what you do there. Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, Lori said, or um, Alex said as well, right? So headquarters and Western Area Master Black Belt. And I think we're all pretty familiar with what a Master Black Belt does. My specific for Western Area is, Think about um, really a land mass. So the master black belt really directing, defining the, pro the whole program for continuous improvement, the whole evolution for culture, for change, for operational excellence. So everything from a land mass from the top of the United States. So, um, you know, Minnesota all the way to Washington and including Alaska and all the way south. So New Mexico. Um, you know, and, and then from the sides, if you will, just everything from Iowa, um, Kansas City across. So quite quite a landmass, and that really relates to about 106,000 people. So it's um, helping that culture change for 106,000. So how, how do you manage that? How do you manage a culture change for that many people in that many locations? Yeah, so, um, you know, really part of it is you use the tools that you're teaching people to use. So what I mean by that is it's absolutely imperative that you have a plan and then you run through a project in terms of how do you do that communication? How do you make sure that, um, you know, basically that you're really putting a, a culture change and a plan in place that every year it's step by step by step teaching the tools, not just from a tool's sake, but so that you really create problem solvers, helping every single person become a problem solver. That's the goal. And the way that you do that is that whole execution is, you know, putting a plan and making sure that you're really taking that whole culture step by step through. So um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but <laughs> so doing that have, have you found, so in your organization, that is part of, part of your culture, continuous improvement, process improvement, operational excellence is part of your culture, but have you found everybody is receptive or to, to this because it is, you know, across your whole organization, or are there still pockets of people who, who are resisting any kind of change? 
You know, um, so the answer is no, not everyone is receptive. Um, mm -hmm. So that's just the truth, right? And I think, I think we find that in any organization right. um, that we're going through, right? But the goal is, is to help them see why, why is it important? Why does it matter? And we know through a change process, we know through that change management, that we are going to have those early adopters. We are going to have the people that see it. And so those are the ones that, you know, and, and, and look, this has been a, a long term culture change that we're going through. I, can, I started this culture change with the 100,000 person organization in the beginning of 2015, so fiscal year 2015, which is, you know, really think back to October of 14. And so, you know, you have to work that. You have to lay out that whole culture change where you know you're going to have some people who are resistant. And you know you're going to have your early adopters, but you have to work that. And you work with, how do I grow that? How do I reach the leadership who are really the drivers? How do I work with them? How do I help them see the value? And then how do I work with every single person that's out there and help them? Because culture change, and certainly what we do with operational excellence, is a very personal, very individual change. Every single person has to see it for, hey, what does it do for me and why is it important? Why do I want to jump on board? And it's not something that you just roll out and say, hey, everybody, go do this. Um, if you do that, it won't stick. It won't sustain. It won't be part of the way that you grow as problem solvers. So, um, yes. So, so to your exact question, no, not everybody jumps on board, but it's that teaching and having your next generation come up and they teach and they work. Um, right. Peers teaching peers. You know, as, as you grow that organization, that's really what, what you're doing is expanding. Right, and I think, and, and you're exactly right. If people can see what the benefit is for them, then they're more receptive to possibly make some changes or to help the organization move forward with the culture and the process improvement. But, so you said you've been doing this since 2015 and you're a master black belt. So for those that don't know what that is, when you talk about the Lean Six Sigma um, belts, we're talking typically it's um, a white, yellow, green, black, master black belt. So Linda is at the top of, of the range of the belts that you can get. So what did you do prior to starting this culture change at the Postal Service in 2015 that you were a black master black belt? Yeah. So, so, you know, what? I've truly had the most amazing career one could ever ask for just beyond blessed, just the truth. And part of that was, um, I worked for Lackey Martin and, um, you know, as, and, and this is where it really mattered in terms of becoming, and actually it was a SME or a sensei, um, as well. So, and what that really, uh, you know, what that journey was, was, was multifaceted in the sense of, um, I had the, you know, the piece of being a program manager, which you really need lean. You know, you know, you're looking at your projects and your program and what you're running and you're saying, hey, I've got to help everyone really get engaged. I've got to have everyone driving and making sure that you're building a quality product and you're doing it at the most, you know, the most efficient cost. And you're looking at your metrics and you're making sure that you're driving to those metrics. And so as you know, I had that that program management side of really needing lean. Um, I had the quality mission insurance. I, um, you know, and I got to travel the world. I went to the North Pole all the way down to Australia and lived 
um, lived there in terms of, you know, and, and got to live there right in Europe as well. And it's, you know, you, you, that mission assurance, you realize if things aren't right, if you have defects, you know, that's critical, right? It's a, you gotta, you gotta really monitor that. And so when I started that lean journey, um, really into process and becoming, you know, going through those ranks, exactly as you said, you know, walking through, um, I had a real need and understanding of why, why did it matter? What can lean do for you? And it can help you really drive to those really effective processes and efficient processes. And then that operational excellence side of really getting the people people engaged at every single person and the jobs that they're doing because every person's job matters. And so, um, you know, I, I, it, that, that background that you're asking even before postal service um, was just a, a really good way for me to understand what, why, why is it important? Why do we all really need operational excellence in what we do? And that's, you know, of course, from the professional side, but yeah, yeah. With all of your background and knowledge, you know, with Lean and being a master black belt, why did you decide to do the MBOE program? Yeah, great question. So, you know, it, I think it comes to a couple of things. It's always making sure that you're a continuous learner, right? That you're always staying with the state of the art. You're staying up with what's being done, what's new, what's, what are those innovations out there? And, you know, we talked about my background in terms of, you know, a program manager and a mission assurance manager and, and a, you know, a operational excellence sensei. But even that, look, the world's changing fast and, you know, operational excellence is changing. There's new tools, there's new thoughts being created. You know, you, you bring in, um, you know, how do you really reach and get people engaged? All those pieces. And so trying to, to making sure that I personally, because I'm creating programs, I'm leading, I put in a whole plan, a structure for Western area to change. What is the, you know, to, to embark on that cultural change. And without being at the state of my, you know, the, the tip of my game, right? You know, am I leading them to the newest, greatest things? And so, it was that wanting to make sure that I was, um, you know, really at the, t I knew what the latest and greatest was. And so, um, yeah, for me, that was, that was the driving thing. You know, the funny part, I guess I'll throw in there just is, hey, it was, there was a little reticence there when I first thought about it, right? I mean, I, I had the personal goal that I wanted to finish my master's degree, um, but it had been 30 years. 30. Yes, that's a bit, Alex. I, you know, you can laugh at that, right? Um, you know, it's 30 years of I hadn't been in school. And for me, it was a goal that I wanted to achieve, I wanted to do, and gosh, just phenomenal. It, it um, couldn't have asked for more. Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that have that come into the program that have been out of school for a very long time. And so I think one of the nice things about the program is there's a whole range of people. There's it's a diverse group of ages and backgrounds and, and things like that. So that adds to it. But so it just shows that when you come into the program, there's many people who, who only know a little bit about lean or only know the buzzwords. And then there's people like you that have a master black belt and come in and you still find value 
and you still learn something new um, to enhance what you already know, which is really good. So it's, it's, this is a great program for both, you know, and anybody in between as well, right? So we all learn um, something. And so I, I do get many people that say, well, I've already been doing lean for so long. How is this going to help me? So you just, you show that it can, you're, you be a continual learner and processes always change and things change. And so um, it doesn't matter how much or how little you know um, to, before you come into the program that everybody is going to learn, you know, the same thing and, and having people like you in the program actually helps the people like me when I went into the program because I didn't know anything and I thought, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? You know, but it's, it was a great, it was a great fit. So, well, and, and if I can just say something to yeah. that, you know, I absolutely agree with you. I think part of that too was when you get in, um, you know, there was, right, what a great way to, for me to give experience, right? I had 30 years of, well, at the time, okay, not quite, so say 25 years of experience, and, you know, it's a great background, and so I could bring that and give that to the teams, right? So, I mean, there's such a great networking that goes on, Mm-hmm. And the people that were just coming out of out of finishing their undergraduate, right? So exciting, right? And they want to know, tell me about what a career path is. Tell me how I'm going to engage this. How am I going to use this as I go through the next steps? And, you know, and they also brought that energy and that use of, hey, look what I, you know, use of tools and the latest and greatest knowledge. And so, uh, you know, I, I, uh, the teams were really fun and there's that sharing that every single person has something they need to invest in the classes they need to bring. They, it's not just about what you take out, it's also what you give. And there's just that constant working together as a team, that networking. There's, these are lifelong friendships that you make, lifelong, um, you know, associations. You see people from all different businesses that are coming in. And for me, that was fantastic, right? Because I, you know, I, I was coming from very high engineering um, and I got to really work with a lot on the medical side, something that I'm absolutely passionate about. So um, yeah, you just get that mix. And, and so it's the giving back and so working and it's that network with all peers from different, different age groups, different walks of life, different businesses and different knowledge levels coming in. Right, that's exactly what I said to someone yesterday I spoke with, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. And you know, um, it, it's a lot of work and you know, but it's, it's wonderful, it's a wonderful experience. And you know, you just, it, you put into it a lot of work and you get out of it a great value, um, specifically the, the, the networking that you do, because these, like you said, these are lifelong contacts and peers and friends. Um, so anyway, all right. I could talk about that forever, but <laughs> next question. So what you learned in MBUE now, obviously the postal service has been in the, the news quite a bit lately, especially when it comes to voting and things like the ballots and things like that. But how have you been able to lead your team to adjust, pivot and adjust during this pandemic? What, how has MBUE helped you do that with your team? Well, I think, I think it really goes back to what is the core of what we're learning. And again, you know, um, it's to really work with 
where are you at and how do you make it better? So being those problem solvers, you're absolutely right. USPS is just, you know, transportation changed dramatically, right? And we saw that, you know, flights um, were canceled, right? And so you, you have that support that we use multiple carriers, um, you know, people ordering, right? So the whole mail mix changed. People are ordering packages and they're needing it delivered and it, you know, all the way through medical supplies that must be there, things that help people, right, on an every single daily basis. And so, so, you know, where this really came in is having problem solvers, automatically looking at it and saying, look, our variations, so I'm going to really talk about some of the statistics that we really work with, you know, monitoring and seeing, hey, we do have a change. The service centers are changed because, hey, there isn't the transportation that was available before. And so we have to work around that. We have to change, hey, we need to look at how many packages can we get out there? How do we do that quicker? And of course, you know, the volume is just absolutely just enormous when you think of it. And postal service, of course, you know, we are, we do deliver every single day. And so that's kind of an amazing thing. And so I think where the, or the really the mix and, and the support from the MDOE comes in is it's that building problem solvers. It's being able to take wherever you're at, that is the now current state, measure it, understand it, and be able to make those improvements very, very rapidly to take it from, hey, it doesn't have to be a long, long change. It can be, what are those quick things, those kata, those quick, you know, immediate kata changes that we can do every single day to, to get us back to where we need to be and change and get, and, you know, with a new direction. And then I think the other thing is just kind of a, you know, kind of a fun one, but we would all, I think every person from, you know, whatever business is, you know, you learned you could do Zoom, right? That, you know, you can actually do your work, a lot of the work, you didn't have to be sitting in the office to be able to do that. Um, you, know, you could use this. And, and so that's, that's kind of a fun method that came out of that is we all did, we did learn. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of things a lot that we talk about in MBUE is to fail quickly, right, or do quick experiments, and, and you didn't have a choice. Many corporations didn't have a choice. They had to pivot and adjust on, you know, basically overnight, and all of a sudden, you know, they had to figure out, is this working? And you don't have many days to figure out what's working, especially, like you said, for people that needed medical supplies. If they're not getting what they need, okay, how do we fix it? We have to fix it now, not, you know, let's give them six months and we'll figure this out, you know? So that is one benefit of, uh, another benefit of MBOE is you do have the problem solvers and you can do, you know, you can do quick change and, and, and figure out what the, what, what works, because that's what it is. It's continuously changing, continuously making it better, right? So yeah, that's, this is, everybody has had to pretty much do a quick change and figure out what works and what doesn't work and just keep, modifying that on a daily basis sometimes so um, that that's that's good so would you um tell us a little so in the mbue program everybody works on a problem in the organization which ends up being their capstone project can you uh share with us what your capstone project was and how how it impacted the usps absolutely so um you know i started i talked a little bit about the culture change that I was engaged, you know, it really, I it was entrusted with doing for the Western area for the 100,000 people. 
And that culture change started, you know, to really implement operational excellence or lean um, from the ground up. And I truly, when I say the ground up, I started with one black belt and that one black belt wasn't fully engaged in being, you know, just being a black belt, right? Um, and, you know, there were some, a few green belts, but it's for a hundred thousand people, you've got to change that culture. And so mine was about that culture change and also really focused on sustainment. So how do you, you know, as you're building and you're doing projects and projects, not just for getting the results, obviously that's important, right? We're all about, let's make things better, faster, cheaper, um, you know, innovation, driving for that and absolutely driving for those results, but also to grow people, to develop them. And so my project was about sustaining, and at the time, frankly, about 800 projects a year. Um, so you just think of the magnitude. Again, I've got, you know, 2,000 green belts I've now um, trained and, you know, 100 black belts. And so starting from ground zero, nothing to where we're at. But as these projects are being developed, it's n you want to make sure that they are sticking, that the changes you make get ingrained into the culture and utilized and taking those projects. And again, projects are the application, that learning that people have done, the improvements they've done and being able to take that and spread it across the organization so that you don't have the same project being done over and over, but you leverage that and springboard onto the next one. So how do you keep those projects? How do you sustain those? How do you sustain the gains, those results and not slip back? How do you monitor them? Um, how do you make sure that it's being communicated? Um, all of that, and that was really built into my project. So it was a little bit of overachieving of a project, <laughs> but, but it was excellent and it, you know, and it truly, it worked and helped, um, you know, I finished that in 2017 and we've continued on. So from that, I've been able to take that sustainment, those projects, and as I talked about really leveraging and using that and supporting other people, you know, I, um, I, I invented really, or, or developed with USPS, a methodology called um, the multi-level methodology, multi-level mentoring. And that multi-level mentoring is really helping and having, you know, as you keep building and strengthening and having people that they're teaching others. They become the next, um, you know, black belts and they're teaching those. And so what, how do you do that? How do you, you know, spread that across? And so, you know, leveraged into what they're doing is that sustaining ability and that ability to do that, that mentoring too. Yeah, and MBOE, they've really, they've really put more of an emphasis on leadership and teaching you how to sustain or teaching you to teach you know, the others on your team, how to sustain, because if you were to leave or another leader would leave the, the organization, you don't want your project that you just worked on to fall apart. So they're very big on that um, right now. And, and more so now than when I was in the program. So they, they really put a more of emphasis on that. And then also that's the foundation, right? So when you're working on your problem or your capstone project, you're working with a team that you've identified who you're teaching. So you're in session all week and then you go back to work and you're teaching 
your team, what you learn and what the hope is exactly what you're talking about is then your team starts doing things differently and teaches someone else what they just learned to maybe help with one process they're doing or one part of something that they're doing. So we're, we're hoping it's, you know, they're sharing that with everyone, just like you said that you've been able to do with your project. So we're, that's the hope for the, everyone else too. Uh, maybe, you know, possibly not that big, but just, you know, it, just start small with your, your, your capstone team. And then, and then hopefully the culture changes and people do things differently. And so anyway, if you were to um, have one specific or foundational concept that you learned in MBOE, what would that be? Um, you know, for me, I think it was, it was really on the statistics side. Um, although I, you know, came up out of that engineering, um, it didn't, you know, it was that springboarding and even moving more deeply into the use of statistics. And that was for me on a personal level, um, because I used statistics every single day, every single day. And, and it was really just incorporating and, and, you know, the specific tool or specific, um, item, I would think, you know, little geeky true but you know most multiple regression in doe um and I, yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's really i mean that is just the and and the other thing that i would say um so is how everything is so integrated and that is absolutely a key of what you see in the mboe and then how you take that back to um your own you know, your own, in my case, right, USPS and, and growing that culture, um, that everything's integrated, that as you're doing a DMAIC project, making sure that you really are, do you have huddle boards? Do you have a way to engage that and use that? Not only in the, you know, going out to the gimbal and really seeing things, but then, you know, hey, are you incorporating those changes and know about those changes? And so in that, in that communication, that's through huddle boards, those daily huddles. So I think um, things I would say of, you know, just that whole integrated method all the way through sustainment. So a project, how do you integrate things along the way and how do you make sure that things are really gonna stick and sustain? Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess uh, the statistics, the, you know, really daily huddles, and just that whole integrated methodology that comes with it, um, you know, from stem to stern. Yeah, that's, you do a very good job with integrating when the students are in, in session, you know, you're just, you're learning all of it together. You, you can't really pinpoint what exactly, what exact, you know, class you're actually doing or working in, even though you're scheduled for five, it's just so integrated yeah. that you, you learn everything together because it's a process and it, it is all integrated. Um, one thing that MBOE has is doing now, and it's going to be even better, I think, in the next the next cohort is how they're integrating their analytics. So um, when I was in the program, and maybe this was the same for you, you know, the first three months were very were very um, analytic, detailed, and you know, we we learned from Dr. Schilling and and then we just had to incorporate what we learned the rest of the year. Well, now starting this year, but really this next cohort, analytics will be taught during the whole entire program. And so not just, you know, the first three months and then you take exam and you pass the analytics. It's, it's something because 
you know, people move through, you move through and you move through your projects at a certain pace, right? And so you, it's good to have that knowledge as you go and not all up front and try to remember what it is you learned for those of us that don't use analytics every day or stats every day. So, um, you know, and, and MBOA program is no different than anywhere else. We're always trying to continually, continuously improve our program based on the experience that the students have in each cohort. And so it's, it's vital that, you know, like you had to do and everyone else, you know, we have evaluations after every session or, and so those evaluations we take to heart, we really do look at those and we try to make adjustments based on the experience of our students or our customers, which are our students, right? So it's the voice of the customer and that's how you make your program or your organization better um, is to enhance the, the benefit that your customers are receiving. And I think maybe I'll throw one other thing in, you know, as, as you're talking, it really triggered that for me. And, and that is, again, there's such a mix of, of businesses. So the other thing that I took, you know, and, and again, I have lifelong friends now that are in different businesses that I'm reaching out to and, and working with. And, and it was the applicability. Again, I knew that. And but just seeing that. Um, the same concepts work, whether you're building, you're a rocket scientist or you're moving a lot of mail um, because it matters for people, right? It's, it's whether you're in the food industry or you're in the medical side, those same concepts apply. And it, that problem solving ability applies and the structure applies. And it's really how you, and, and this is where, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm, that's my gifts are in taking that and really laying that out and saying, here's how you do that change. Here's what it's going to look like. But working with people and, and that's, you know, in the MBOE that come from all those different, different businesses and walks of life, that was phenomenal to see the applicability. So not, you know, not exactly a tool and not really a, you know, a direct um, item, but just that overall or overall truth that that was a big thing oh no absolutely right when i speak with people i tell them you know we everybody in the program we all come in with different problems but the way we learn to solve those problems is the same so yeah. the fundamental teaching that we get is the same and we take that and then you can use like you said applicable to anywhere right any organization any industry um, that's how you make your processes better by the foundation that you learn in the program yeah. So, Linda, if you were going to talk to somebody about MBOE, what advice would you give them as far as them exploring the program and, and I don't know, maybe your experience? Well, and I can just talk from USPS perspective, um, but, you know, what I do tell the people at USPS, um, because there's, you know, um, I was privileged to go and I'm carrying people in that will be continuing to go for USPS. And, and the things that I really focus on is, you know, it's, it's a great learning. It's energizing you personally. Um, yes, I met some goals for me on a personal level that I really wanted to achieve. Um, but it also was energizing. It was giving back. Um, you know, I spend as a leader, I spend so much time teaching and mentoring and growing others. And believe me, that's a, that's a huge bonus, just a bonus. It's what I want to do. But there's also that, oh my gosh, I'm getting energized again. I'm getting to learn the next new thing. I'm getting, you know, and that, that was huge. 
Um, and that's what I tell people. And I think the other thing that I tell our, our US people, USPS people are, um, you know, you're gonna learn a more de in-depth view of how things are so interconnected. Um, so, so, you know, people talk about tools and tools are just a means of getting information and working with that, right? But it also, it's how do you join all those? How do you make sure that those are all so integrated when you're, when you're trying to solve a problem? And so I talk to them a lot about, hey, you're going to get that in-depth knowledge. You're going to really deepen um, that and then reaching out and understanding that engagement of others, how important it is how absolutely critical it is for every single person to, you know, that you're going to the floor, that you're going to the Gemba, wherever your Gemba is, wherever your work area is being done, that you're really going and listening and engaging with people. And so uh, I think, you know, the biggest things that I tell our folks is they're going to learn those, they're going to learn those skills and they're really going to see how things integrate and Frankly, then it just integrates into you as a person. You'll see it. You'll see it everywhere. You're going to see it no matter where you're at. You know, you see lean and operational excellence, um, whether you're at, you know, the subway or, you know, you're at the airport. And so there's there's concepts that will they will now learn to bring into you from, from us for USPS. How do you leverage that and bring it in to make us even quicker, better, faster? Well, that was so my my final question was how is this integrated with your personal life and but you know obviously you just answered that but i i have the same you know i think my second second session after mboe i went to a local restaurant here in columbus and did takeout and i stood there i walked in i stood there and i'm looking at everything going what in the world this process is horrible like somebody needs to really get back there and start working and asking questions and so i think it just changes the way you think immediately you, yes. you, you know, you, then you start watching, watching everyone and you're like, well, I don't think that, you know, I think that we can make that better, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's, yeah. you know, it's learning to see, right? So right. goodness, great. You know, and, and for every business, no matter who that is, and again, gosh, there's so much you can leverage and learn by seeing what's out there and right. then really incorporating that and bringing it back. And, you know, I, I think, you know, and your question was, um how does this kind of affect your personal life so maybe i'll just tell you a funny story and i think um you know you can you know, it's another good laugh i guess as you're going through this journey and um you know for years um i've done this and my kids i have i have uh, two full-grown adults they're no longer children right but adults and um you know they grew up through the years of watching me really you know, engage and have lean everywhere. When I say it's true, right? Not only do you see it external, but you bring it home, right? And so um, the funniest story that I think of, that I really saw that this does impact your personal life was, you know, you got to look at evidence and, and where I saw it was hilarious. And that was, um, you know, I have my cupboards right, with all of my food and cans, right? And they're all alphabetized and they're all organized, right? And so, you know, there's a baking aisle, there's a, a a vegetable, you know, can for all your or a row for all your vegetables and all your fruits, and of course, you know, and I have kanban set up, and I have, you know, I can see when I need to reorder things. You know, I really do have an inventory system, um, and so just you know, and then my spices are on a spice rack when you open up my pantry, and so very funny that I would do that. 
Well, the best thing that ever happened was when my son bought his house and I went to it and, you know, of course they'd always laughed at this all their, all the years. And, and I went to my son's house and I opened up my, his pantry and I just had to laugh because by gosh, it's there, right? There's the can dial all alphabetized and there's, you know, my vegetables and fruit and, you know, there's the Kanban set up and, you know, so, so um, does it impact your, uh, your personal life? The answer is absolutely. And it impacts the others around you, but it's a good thing. And um, a proud moment right there. It's a proud moment right yeah. there. I would be excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's true though. It really does. I mean, even, um, so I'm moving this weekend, I have movers coming. So I ordered, um, the stickers, you know, the little round stickers with the yellow, green, blue, red. And so, um, I have things going to different areas. So I, I'm putting on yellow stickers on, you know, the boxes that go to storage and I'm putting blue stickers. So, and I'm going to make a card for the movers so they know, so there's, you know, a diagram of what sticker goes to what place. So they have an idea. Cause I'm like, well, I want this to be as sufficient as can be like there's three drop-offs we need to have you know this truck packed right and you know efficient and I know where everything is that way well so. it, it really does and you know that's the fun side of this but um it does it helps you become a better problem solver and my son's doing that as you know as he's going to co going to college so um pretty exciting to see it all get just ingrained um and helping us all just be better problem solvers so yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, Alex, I think now is the time for questions. Yeah. So, uh, so it doesn't look like um, we have any questions in the Q&A. Just a reminder, um, if anyone does, to, uh, to definitely post those. Um, in the meantime, Linda, I have a, a question for you, if you don't mind. Um, so, it's really uh, related to, to work-life balance. So, I mean, you know, you talked about some of the things that, that you've done over the course of your career, and we were talking a little bit um, even before um, we started this webinar just about how busy you've, you know, been with, with certain things. Um, and so I just was wondering, um, do you have any, maybe just a tip or, or two, just kind of in the course of your career, um, I mean, what are maybe, uh, again, a tip or two uh, that you've kind of picked up on in order to, you know, to achieve work-life balance? You know, that's a great question. And I think, you know, it's interesting about that. It's, it's always a question that we, every one of us have to work all through our lives. You know, you don't, right. It's a constant, just balance. Um, you know, sometimes it's required more at work and sometimes you're required more at home and it's that constant really ebbing and tidying. And I think what that really comes down to for me is, do I know what's most important what are those goals? What are those things that are really my true value? Um, what do I bring in terms of those values? And what are those, you know, what, what, you know, to, to work or to home? And then what are those things that are important to me so that I'm really making sure that I'm taking care of myself as well? Because to me, that's part of work-life balance, right? You know, am I taking care of myself? Am I growing? Am I learning? And am I helping others? And am I giving back? And so I think the biggest thing is really kind of interesting in that I would tell people, and you know, it's interesting that you learn a lot of this in MBOE too, right? There's a whole, you know, as you get to the end, it's really, it's very internal focus. Um, but it's, it's, do you really know what your, you know, what are your gifts? What are those things that you're striving for? What are those values? And are you 
putting, making sure your efforts and your, your time and attention is really put to those. And, and I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting and a little bit of, you know, true personal, um, you know, I told you I was all over the world, you know, I was down in Australia and, and, you know, I had to look and say, hey, for, do I want to stay here for a long time? Greatest place you could travel to. It's wonderful. Um, but, you know, am I back here helping my family? And so I did. I looked and said, no, I need to get back here. I need to make a change um, in my personal life how, or, or really where I was doing work so I could be here to support others in my family. So, you know, I really, it, it's a constant constant, um, you know, thing that you work on, but if you know your true value and you know your core and you know what's important to you, um, then you just really make sure you're putting, you know, you lay that out and just say, hey, what is, what do I, time and attention do I need to put to that? Um, I, I think you do the right thing and you steer yourself um, the right way to go. And that's whether it's career or whether it's personal. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that really is good, good advice. I think it's one of those things that, you know, the, the thought when you just say it, it's rather simple, right? Or sounds rather simple. Like, Hey, stay true to yourself, you know, stay true, you know, figure out what's important to you. Uh, but when you really think through that and think about, you know, all the complexities and all the nuances of that, um, it really becomes quite complicated. Um, so yeah, hopefully our, our audience, um, you know, they'll have, uh, some opportunities here in the future to, to think through some of those things. Cause Again, yeah, it really it really centers you and um, really uh, you know kind of saturates every single aspect of your your life. So thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially today with so many people working from home, right? They have to find right. work life balance, and they're having you know some people are having difficulty doing that. So yeah, yeah. like you said, it sounds easy when she says it, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not always so easy. But anyway, thank you so much, Linda and for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And if anybody is interested in learning more about MBOE, we are accepting applications for the upcoming cohort until October 31st. And Alex and I would love to follow up with you. Um, uh, well, we will we'll follow up with you after this, this presentation. Like Alex said, he will um, have the, the link to, the, to this webinar um, email out to everyone. Alex, I don't know if you have any other thoughts or I uh, know. Thanks everybody for, for joining us today. And um, Linda, thanks again for, uh, for offering your, your expertise and, and some tips and tricks um, regarding some, some different things. And yeah, I appreciate having you on. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, it's always great to talk to uh, both of you and, um, you know, just thanks for letting me talk about how much this is, you know, the, the importance for USPS, because this has just been wonderful for me personally and for USPS. So thank you yeah. so much. For more information on the Master of Business Operational Excellence Program, visit fisher.osu.edu backslash MBOE.